0: This is the St. Luligan Podcast Network. Hey, all you crazy cats and kittens. See, I'm channeling my inner Carol Baskins there for those of you who are Tiger King fans. This is Brad, and uh, welcome to another episode of This is Silly. I guess we're going with Unplugged, uh, even though I've told people there are lots of plugs and wires around here. Um, it's just me this week, so I'm going to keep it short. I uh, just wanted to hit a couple things before we, uh, have our next home game. Last week, we had Caleb on with, uh, Mitch and me. I do, I say uh, a lot. I'll work on that. The, uh, response was great. It was really good to hear from Caleb. I know a lot of you know what he does, but it was kind of nice to hear him break it down. This week, it's just me. We're just going to hit some notes. But the plan is, uh, if Mitch and I ever get a day... Off at the same time and have some time we will effort to make it possible so I can do some phone interviews because we'd like to interview some fans on the unplugged episodes so in the meantime let's just hit the news and notes I want to give a shout out real quick to Second Shift Brewing they hosted our last watch party Uh, Schlafly was having their big stout and oyster festival and they just really didn't have room to do both so they asked us. We said sure. We understand, and it worked out. Second shift was able to host us. Second shift's amazing. They've been friends of ours for at least ten years. Uh, they started brewing bruligans way back in the day. I think the first year of St. Louis City or St. Louis FC. And Libby and Steve are just just amazing people. We like doing events there. The only bad thing about Second Shift is the parking situation. But other than that, great place to watch the game. If you don't like the big crowds of the watch parties at other places, I highly recommend Second Shift. They've got the big screen projector. They had a couple 70-inch TVs, had a lot of people in there, but it didn't feel too overwhelmingly crowded. And everybody had a really good time. Part of the reason we had a really good time, though, uh, was the game. So we'll get to that here real quick. But I do want to mention Second Shift. They are coming out with some new Bruligans gear. They had to redesign the label a little bit, um, but it's still the familiar Skull and Crossbones. It's just not our Skull and Crossbones. It's a little different, uh, but it is still our beer, um, and they've got T-shirts. They're coming out with koozies. They're coming out with coasters, coming out with some uh, co-branded things because uh, everybody loves Breuligans, and they love doing stuff with us, and they know you guys will buy it. It's really good merch, so just check that out. And just go visit Second Shift anytime you get a chance. Love those people. So let's talk about the game. I mean, it was it was really, it's set up for a trap game. and And I think we warned about it on the last episode. And everybody I've been talking to or was talking to before the game, you know, all the factors were there. We had a lot of people out. But they also had a lot of people out. It was at altitude. It was cold. And it very easily could have been a game where you go on the road and and you don't get the points. And that would have been okay. We do we do need to warn people, you know, this start that we've had is incredibly uncommon. Even great teams don't run off five in a row. And I think now that we have five wins in a row, it's something ridiculous. It's only like a couple of MLS teams, not expansion teams, just MLS teams ever have started off five and zero. So brace yourselves. But the game itself, The first half looked like kind of what we thought it would look like. It was a little little cagey, nobody really taking the advantage. Um, In fact, you know, RSL had some good shots. Roman Berkey stepped up and kept us in the game because he is, you know, a world-class keeper. And that was one of the questions going into this season. You know, where would he, you know, where would he be in his skill set? Because he's a couple years off when he was at his best at Dortmund. Uh, but it looks like, you know, he's he's doing well. He's getting more comfortable and he got another cr- clean sheet this week and it wasn't an easy clean sheet. There were a lot of saves and a lot of big saves to keep us in that game, especially one right there at the end of the half, which we all know that's like the worst time to give up a goal. But he made that save, made a few adjustments at the half, came out, and then it was all St. Louis. Gio uh Giochini. Nico Giochini I said last week on the show how happy I was that he got that first goal and sometimes after that first goal there's a little bit of a relaxation and it starts to flow well he got the first goal in this game so now he's on two goals and couldn't be any happier for the kid I think this is going to you know like I said just keep his confidence up him and Zhao are, are developing a good relationship whether it's Giochini playing up top with Jao or Giochini, you know, coming back into like a false nine or even I know Bradley Carnell doesn't like to say wings, but if you've got Giacchini on the side coming in from behind, him and Jao are starting to get each other. They're starting to really feel it. And that's just crucial uh, because it helps not only Giacchini get some more chances, it also helps Jao get more chances. And what can you say about Klaus? Two more goals. He... And he's he does it a, a number of different ways. He's a very talented player, and and I don't think we've even yet begun to appreciate it because not only is he, you know, yes, he's gotten a man of match a couple times. He's he's up in the top five in goal scoring. He's in the MVP race, you know, all that early season stuff, which I know you don't know how it's going to look at the end of the season. But right now, he, yes, we know he's dangerous. Yes, we are sort of expecting him to score goals now. But he's doing it in a number of different ways. He, he can play your traditional big man, target man up top. He can actually run with the ball with, you know, we kind of joked about it doesn't always look pretty, but he does know what he's doing and he can do it. Uh, he can lay the ball off. He can, you know, he can bring other players into the game. And he's he can do it in a couple different formations. You know, some strikers are very, very, Uh, specialized, to say, to say it one way, where they can only function if things go to them or if they get the ball in the right spot. Giles not only can, Klaus can not only create offense uh, if you give him a little bit of space. He's, he's a poacher. He he gets into those spaces. He gets into those natural places where the ball is going to ricochet when somebody else takes a crack and he's opportunistic. So I'm really, really loving Jao Klaus. Um, what else can you say? Two more goals in this game. Uh, another, he got at and goal of the week. He got man of the match. He made the team of the week. Um, Lowen's still amazing back there, quietly getting all the work done. Blom coming back from injury or sickness, he's still not 100%, but it was nice to see him get some time. It was a big plus that Parker played in this game. Uh, we didn't know if he would be available, and he did. And, you know, sometimes, especially in cold weather, when it's a it's a muscle issue, that gets tighter. Uh, but having having Parker back there really helped. Bartlett, an amazing job. I mean, again, this is a guy who he's been with the team, but he hasn't been on the roster. Now, two games in a row, he's played a huge part in the defense. And uh, the final goal was Alm. Um, you know, that's the thing. We're getting participation and buy-in. Around the horn, it's not just Jao Klaus scoring all the goals. It's not just Giacchini and Jao Klaus. We've got another guy who steps up every week, and they all look dangerous, and they all could add. But this week it was om, and again, I'm, I'm just so happy. The more guys who get their goal, the more it all starts to gel for everybody, and they start to believe, hey, I just got to play my role, and the goals will come. I don't know if it's going to be me this week. I don't know if it's going to be my counterpart on the other side of the park or the guy who comes in for me but they're all starting to feel it and that's that's a big key when you've got a squad like this and you want to do some rotations they all have to feel like you know they're part of it and they're just as important whether they're coming off the bench and I think this multitude of scorers and the different ways we're doing it helps everybody buy in so you know if Giacchini Starts on the bench one week. He knows he's got a couple goals. He doesn't have anything to prove. He can just come out and do what he does. And he'll he'll either do it off the bench or he'll do it as a starter. And I think a lot of the other guys are starting to feel that. So when everything's clicking and everybody's scoring, everything's great. Obviously. Uh, Roman Berkey, again, no need to say it, but I will. Great, great performance from Roman. He's definitely making some of the critics quiet and I said it last week on the pod. I think he is a guy that's hungry to prove that he's not done hungry to prove that he can be a valuable part of this team and a leader from the back. I know he is the captain, but he doesn't just want to be the captain because he's the big name or he's done it before. He wants to be a leader right now and he's showing it. So can't say anything you know, more about the game. That's not why you listen to this show, but I will give a plug for our friends at the River City Ramble. They are now part of the Luligan Podcast Network, and that is the show you want to listen to for, like, an in-depth breakdown. Those guys know the game. They know the entire league uh, better than me. So I will address the one thing, you know, we can talk about power rankings. Power rankings mean absolutely nothing to me. Uh, The power ranking that matters is the standings. Right now we're atop of the Western Conference and we're atop of the Supporters' Shield. That's the power ranking that I go by. People have complained, you know, we haven't played anybody good or we haven't played many good teams. It goes back to (laughs) when you were in second grade or, or whenever you played organized sports or whenever you started following organized sports. You can only beat the teams that they put in front of you. We're doing that. People didn't expect us to do this. So, yes, you can say we haven't played any of the top teams in the West, Um, although I would counter that Austin was supposed to be, but we can't do anything about that. We're coming into a stretch now where next game we have Minnesota, which we're going to talk about a little bit. They're in the top half of the Western Conference table. We're going to play uh, Seattle after that, a really good team. Now, okay, now we're going to start to find out. And it's not the end of the world if we drop points. But if we keep playing the system, keep buying in and put out a good showing, I, I this team is not going to be easy to beat. Yes, we all have a bad night. It can happen in Seattle where they've got a big crowd. It could happen here. You know, teams stub their toe, stub their toe at home. But this team isn't going to fall apart. This team isn't going to, you know, fade away. I, I don't expect to keep having the luck we're having, but I also know that the style of play and the players that we have are creating some of our luck. You know, you you press and you force those turnovers, and it is a direct reflection of the style we play. It's going to get tough. It's going to get worse when it gets hotter, but you know This team is, is proving people wrong. I don't think they're the best team in the league. I don't think they will be the best team in the league come mm-hmm. the end of the year. But I don't think they're out of the conversation, which is more than most of us hoped for at the beginning of the season. So I'm very happy. I'm enjoying the ride. And there's no reason they can't string together a few more wins. And there's no reason they can't lose a game and then go on another winning streak they're not fluky, they're playing you know, with purpose and with an identity. So that's all I'll say about that. You guys go listen to River City Ramble or Flyover Footy or uh, City SC Report if you want some more breakdown on the technical you know, details of the game. But as a fan, this is just fun to watch. So let's talk about Saturday. Saturday, Minnesota's coming to town. And like I said, that will be a good test for us. We do have uh, decent temperatures projected, better than the last home game, which was absolutely freezing. But the street party will be outside Schlafly on Luligan Street, which is technically 21st Street, but we're trying to get that changed. They close down the street for us every home game, and we'll be out there. The, I want to mention the Thieves are having a food drive, so if you want to bring some canned food or other things, I will retweet that link where they have some suggestions of what to bring. So that's a good thing to do. The Charity Du Jour is the Three Little Birds for Life. This is an organization that tries to, let's say just brighten the day of families dealing with cancer. And I'll have a little bit more on that in a little bit, but bring a few extra bucks to either spend on the Schlaffel prizes or just donate or buy stickers. And all that money this week will go to three little birds for life. Uh, Minnesota fans, great fans. If you don't know anything about Minnesota, their journey was a lot like some of our journeys. Um, The dark clouds were their initial supporters group. They founded way a long time ago before St. St. Luligan's did. And they followed their team from multiple divisions. Sorry. Something just fell off my wall. Uh, Multiple divisions, much like we followed AC St Louis, and they folded, and then the Lions, and then St Louis FC, and now we got to where we are. They had the, the fortunate ability. Most of their teams are the same thread. They they went to different leagues, or they you know reorganized, but it still had a connection. Uh, but they are the I would say the only other supporters group that understands the journey that we took as a supporters group going through all the different levels and they're so much better for it Um, yes they do have new supporters groups and and the Minnesota Wonderwall that's their version of the north end where their supporters stand one of the best stadiums in the league highly encourage you to watch uh, if you have the Apple MLS pass watch a game in Minnesota Um, I think they do things the right way and I hope a few of those Dark Clouds guys come by, because like I said, we've been following each other for years, and um, we do a lot of things. I think we do things the right way, and I think they do the right things the right way. So really like those guys. Um, food trucks. We've got three food trucks this week. We're going with Royal Street Food and Bueno International, which were the two that were at last game. Royal Street actually filled in because somebody dropped out at the last minute and she just happened to be driving by and asked how do you become (laughs) a food truck for the St. Lilligans?" and we said you park over there because we need somebody. This week we're going with three. We've got those two plus we've got cluck, oink, moo sliders, really good little sliders and we want three just because it'll be a little warmer, there'll be more people there but also in case somebody drops out because that happens. The uh, merch tent, everything's back. We've got the supporter scarves. We ran out of them last game. Very sorry about that, but we did get 700 more in today. So we will have those. We have the 2023 scarves, and we have the T-shirts, the blue one and the Heather Red one. Uh, I think we're out of koozies, but we're getting more in soon. Stickers, all the regular stuff. But I also want to mention uh, Florida Noise. They've got hats. They're selling hats. Really cool hats with a cool leather patch on them. The Lilligans will eventually do hats. We usually do them once a year, but it's been a while. Uh, but the point is, Florida Noise, they you guys don't realize how big a part of what the whole section they they do. They kind of lead everything from the noise perspective. And we couldn't do what we do without them and and by we I mean everybody in the North End. I don't mean the Luligans. I mean all the supporters groups and all the independent fans it, it helps things. It gets things going. It keeps everybody kind of on the same page as much as 3,000 people can be on the same page and the key is the drums are not cheap. The maintenance on the drums are not cheap. They really, really beat the hell out of these drums but they don't have, um, like the Luligans, the Luligans have a source of income with their merch. The punks have a source of income with their merch. Every supporters group raises money different ways. And they do things, they do merch, they do donations and things like that. But it's not like, you know, the Florida noise guys are, are sort of specialists, kind of like I was talking about, you know, different players being specialists it's not like I'm going to join Florida noise because I don't play drums or I don't want to be a capo. So their membership is sort of, not, not they will let, let anybody be a member, but I'm not going to say I'm a member of Florida noise, so I'm normally going to give them money. You have to make a conscious effort to do that. And I encourage you to do that. So they've got some really cool hats. If you want to buy a hat, that's amazing. They raise money like that, but they also just accept donations. And like, we accept our donations for charity Um, I usually try to swing by and put a couple bucks in the Florida noise bucket because they're buying drumsticks. They're repairing, you know, Sam is constantly, you know, I'm sure his wife, like, hates him because he's got a drum in the middle of the dining room table and he's taking it apart and putting it back together. You know, I picture this, like, you know, TV sitcom where the, the husband has the greasy motorcycle in the middle of the living room. I picture that, but Sam with drums, so they need money just to keep things together. And I they do a good job of acquiring stuff used or, or getting donations, but sometimes there's just weird stuff you have to buy and the stuff is expensive. So consider buying a hat from Florida Noise or consider, uh, like I said, just going by and throwing some uh, money in their box. Uh, keeping with Florida Noise, this week the uh, the March will start as normal at 645. We'll be leaving from around there at schlafly the route is going to be same as we did last match where you we're going to kind of walk all the way around the stadium uh the only thing i want to add to that though at 6 30 the santos crew will be joining us and instead of just marching to us and then we all march together they're going to come and they're going to do a little uh i don't know jam session drum circle or whatever at six thirty. so be on hand for that that'll be fun so The street party starts at 4 o'clock officially. It may start a little earlier if everybody's set up and ready to go, but officially it starts at 4. That's when the food trucks will start selling. That's when the Schlafly beer tents will be up. They're doing three tents again. Uh, They're doing multiple porta potties It's it's the new advanced street street party setup. 4 o'clock is when we officially start selling merch. So don't start yelling at people and demanding, you know, we sell you scarves because... It's a lot of work and none of the merch people are paid other than they occasionally get a free scarf. So uh, let them get set up, let them relax, let them have a beer. When they're ready to start selling, they will start selling. Uh, but don't, don't, be, don't be ugly, don't be bad customers. Other than that, everything's been great. Looking forward to Street Party, looking forward to it being much warmer than it was last home game. Uh, A couple news before we get to questions. How am I doing on time? 20 minutes, not bad. I want to keep this around 30. We'll see if we can do it. Uh, City 2 has started. And if you don't know, City 2 also plays at City Park. They shut down most of the stadium. They just have one side of the stands open. Uh, But I saw a lot of pictures from people who went to the home opener. I guess that was last Sunday. And looked like people were having a good time. Um, This is a great one to take kids to. Because you can get right up there close. You You can watch. The players are much more interactive. After the game, they'll come over and they'll say hi. And they'll, you know, the kids love it. Um, And it's good for adults who just are soccer fans because you see a lot of really talented young players. So this is a good way, especially if you couldn't afford tickets or maybe uh, you can afford them, but you just can't get them because the stadium is sold out. Go see City too. Get involved a little bit. And, you know, that's the kind of thing that, makes you a fan you start to buy in you start to feel the family of it and the next couple years there will be guys from the city 2 team who progress up to the city 1 team so highly encourage city 2 i think it's 13 bucks a game or you can buy a season ticket for like 100 bucks i mean that's you know you can buy a season ticket basically for what you're buying Mm -hmm. well for less than you can buy a single game ticket to city 1 so consider that and like i said if you've got kids great way to take the kids out to a game they're not going to know the difference it's it's a it's the big stadium it's cool there's people there they're having fun there's people yelling and screaming kids will love it so if you if you maybe can't afford to take your kids to a city one game which i get it's expensive this is a great way for not a lot of money to get the kids in so check that out the uh, other big thing well i will say The reason I didn't record last night is I've been busy bagging scarves. We finally added the 2023 scarf to the website. If you want to mail order it, that's great. I do ask that if you're coming to the game anyway, please just buy it at the game because I am the mailroom and I am tired. Last night, I think I bagged 150 scarves. And then when I got home from work today, I had another 25 to do because the orders are coming in and right now it's just me and that's okay. I don't mind doing it, uh, but if you're going to be at the game anyway, save me a little time and effort and just buy it at the street party. We've got plenty of stock. You don't have to worry about us running out. We're going to order more. You know, We're going to keep, keep it stocked, so that's not a problem. The game day scarf, the $10 scarf, by the way, is only available at the game, so that's never going to go up on the website. If you want that one, the checkerboard one, you have to go to a game to get that one, so I really appreciate you guys buying online. I really appreciate uh, you being patient with me because some days I just can't get them all done. So they are going out and if you ordered something, I just want to mention, if you ordered something sort of early March, late February and you haven't gotten it from our website, please reach out. There was a, there was a time frame in there where we shut off the online sales, but people had put in orders and then they didn't notify us because we shut it off. So you got your orders in there might be a few that we didn't get to so please if you haven't gotten your order you know somebody emailed us the other day oh thank you for telling us we missed that because um, we had the site down for a few days and with all the opening day uh, hecticness we might have missed a few so if, if you've ordered something and you didn't get it please send us a dm or send us an email at info at stluligans.com and we will get your stuff shipped asap sorry about that And if you did order something just recently, be patient. We're getting them out as fast as we can. The lady at the post office really, really was upset when I brought in that giant, you know, 100-pound box of scarves today. But she was relieved when I opened it, and they were all already labeled because we've got, you know, our own little shipping thing here. Uh, She was just happy she didn't have to individually enter all of those and do it. So thank you for that. All right, let's talk about Three Little Birds for Life again. That is our CDJ this week. Um, but I just want to tell you this story about what happened this week with them. Um, because it it sort of explains our CDJ in general. We do little things. And CDJ started with... By the way, we're not going to make the 30 minutes. But it won't be much longer, sorry. Uh, 30 minutes is... It's really asking a lot from me because I talk a lot. Uh, Anyway, CDJ started with just putting a change jar, basically, on our scarf table. And people would throw in a buck or throw in a couple bucks. And over the years, it has blossomed into, you know, now we've raised over $250,000 for charities. But it started with little things. So Three Little Birds for Life is one of those charities we have supported in the past with our CDJ efforts. I think somebody used to work there that stood in our section and recommended them. It's either that or somebody used their services. Most of our CDJs we pick because a member comes up and says, hey, this charity means a lot to me. Like I said, I either worked there or I know somebody who's used their services or they helped my family. And so we usually try to pick a charity that has a connection with us. So three little birds for life. Like I said, I I don't really know how to say what they do. Uh, Mitch described it as kind of make-a-wish for adults. Um but when you're when your family is going through cancer, lots of things happen, but most often you overlook the daily things or you can't afford to do that extra thing for the kids because all your money is going to the cancer treatments or all your time and effort is going to that and sometimes that means you can't pay a bill or sometimes that means you just can't take your kids to the movies or whatever is a normal life for you. So our friends Three Little Birds posted this story and they tagged us in it and it's about a guy named Dave and unfortunately Dave has brain cancer. And he's had some treatment and he's got to have some more treatment. Uh, But obviously, we're all crossing our fingers for Dave. Uh, But Dave and his family are big soccer fans. And when I say family, he's got four kids. He's got, and they're all young kids. They're, I think, the youngest are kindergarten twins. Uh, But they're big soccer fans. And they just posted what they wanted, like what their make a wish was, was to do. A family day out where they could just forget their problems for a night, go to a soccer game. They've seen, you know, the atmosphere on TV. They want to do it, they want to be there. And so, Three Little Birds was looking for six tickets. They were looking for shirts, scarves, and actually some money just to like, because we all know it's not just getting tickets to the game. Then you're going to spend. With four kids, you're going to spend $100 just, you know, on sodas and hot dogs or, you know, Beastcraft sandwiches or whatever you're going to get at the stadium. So they tagged us in the story and I initially reached out and I said, you know, we'll give the family scarves, no problem. You know, six scarves, just we'll write that off as a charity donation and, you know, anything they want from a supporter's perspective You know, we can make it happen. You know, we can get them some T-shirts. We can, you know, have them be in the march, whatever they want to do. So that was that. And they were very happy. And they said, great, you know, when the game time comes, we'll talk to you about picking up the scarves or whatever. Well, a few days went by. Oh, and I also, I didn't. One of our members sent this notice to the team saying, hey, maybe you could help them out with tickets because they do do some you know, charity tickets and things like that for the community. And the team couldn't help for whatever reason. And I'm not saying they made a decision not to help. Um, I think they posted this week, in fact, like every game, they give away 150 tickets to different charity groups or different community groups or getting kids into the game or whatever. So the team is giving away tons of tickets. This isn't to badmouth the team, but they just couldn't come up with six tickets for this game. They might have been able to do it in the future, but um, it just is what it is. But I, I reached out to Three Little Birds after we'd, you know, been a week or so. And I said, how's it going with the tickets? And they said, well, we haven't got anybody to give us tickets. And I said, do they need to be seating? Because I don't know what the dad's physical abilities are at this point. Uh, he's got cancer. He's He's had some treatment. I said, because if he can stand, you know, for 90 minutes it's going to be easier for me to get six general supporters section tickets that are general admission than to get six seats together. Getting a block of six seats is hard. And she said, no, he could stand for the game. I said, okay, let me see what I can do. And I just tweeted out. And and this is, we've done this in the past. You know, if you have extra tickets, please donate them. Uh, We'll raise them for charity. But this is a different situation. This isn't St. Louis FC. This is... St. Louis City, this is big money. I mean, these tickets, like if I couldn't go, I could turn around and sell my $24 ticket for $100. Not that I would do that. But not that I would blame somebody if they did do it. But, you know, I couldn't just go on SeatGeek and buy six supporter section tickets because that would cost me, or cost the Luligans rather, $600. So I said, let me just see, you know, because sometimes people have extras and sometimes they... You know, offer it for free to a friend, or they offer it at face value. And if we can get, you know, six for twenty-five bucks a piece, I would do that. But I just threw it out there, and immediately had a couple people reach out. You know, hey, I can't make the game this week. I was thinking about giving it to a friend or whatever, but this sounds like a good story. We want to donate it to you. So, a couple people immediately gave me tickets. Um, then. You know, it went on to several people offered their tickets. There were a couple of different families that said, you know, my family of four will stay home this week so we can get this family a good experience. And I said, let's wait. I don't want anybody to give up their tickets, but if they have extra tickets, I'll take them. So, you know, a couple of days later, one guy reached out, gave us two tickets. Uh, he's been a fan of the Lilligans, but he's not somebody I know personally Um. So it's, you know, kind of nice that he just wanted to help out. He happened to have two extra supporter section tickets and didn't want anything for him, just was happy that he could help. Uh, And then I had another uh, close member who, you know, their kids bailed out at the last minute. So she donated two of her tickets. So ended up we had the six tickets and the family is very, very happy. Uh, They're going to have a good time. They... It's just nice. And then we had also some people offer some money so we can get them a little bit of spending cash, either to spend at the game or, like I said, if they need to pay their electric bill or if they need to pay a hospital bill or a doctor's bill. Um, that's all part of it. So they're getting some scarves from the Lillians. They're getting some shirts. Some different people have volunteered and donated shirts. Uh, getting a little pocket cash. And most importantly, they get to just have a good time at the game. So I'm not telling this story to tell you how great the Luligans are. It's not about that. What it's about is, like our charity du jour, doing little things that add up to big things. So you never know what little thing is going to make someone's day or make their month or make their year. It was very easy for me to tweet out. It was very easy for some of you to donate a ticket. It was, it was more difficult for some of you, but it was worth it. And to those people who donated those tickets, for whatever they could have sold them for, could have sold them for $200 a piece, they will get more satisfaction out of knowing that they've given a family, just like I said, an escape, an escape to go to the game for the night and to have just a normal life for one night. For all they're going through. Because isn't that what we all do sports for? We all are sports fans or movie fans or music fans. Just as an escape. You know, it helps us get through. And ultimately, that's the most important thing. This family's going to have a nice time. I don't care if they ever think about the Luligans ever again. I want the kids to think back on this day. You know, in the future. When dad was sick, but we actually had a really great night, and I know the atmosphere at uh, City Park will convey that. I know they will have a great night because I know you guys won't let them not have a great night. It's always fun when we're with you guys at the game. So let's do, I just had a couple quick questions. We'll just do those and I will get out of here. 35 minutes, I'm just a little bit over. Sorry about that. So here we go. Um, first question from Matt Segrist. Informal team nicknames, yeah, I know, it's 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 a thing. Uh, he said, since City loves their all-capital-letter branding, the nickname All Caps is growing on him. I think that's kind of funny. Uh, I do like a little bit of humor. I suggested maybe Caps Lock. Um, but, yeah, the, the nickname will come, guys. Just give it time to breathe. Just like the section nickname will come. You know, don't force it. It'll eventually happen. And when it does, everyone will be like, Yes, that's exactly what it should have been all along. So let's just wait for it to happen. Uh, Mike Turner, speaking of the River City Ramble podcast, the host of said podcast, Mike Turner, the next three matches are tough. If City gets only one point or even zero points from them, how will the fans react? We've gotten kind of spoiled. and yeah, I mentioned that a little bit. Uh, I think the new fans might might be a little sad. Uh, us long suffering soccer fans who've had uh, teams that were bad in multitudes of divisions we're kind of used to it I would be shocked if they only got one point from the next three Uh, but I also wouldn't be hugely disappointed like if we dropped points in Seattle that makes sense I think Mitch and I talked about it on the last episode you know the the goal in soccer is always to win at home and get as many points as you can on the road. So uh, this game against Minnesota is tough. I want at least a draw out of it, uh, but I, I think we can get the win. I want the win. Go to Seattle, I would be thrilled with the draw. Uh, if we come away with zero, I get it. Um, but I don't think we're going to only get one or zero points from three games. But I don't think we're going to I mean, eventually we've got to lose, guys. I mean, keep hope alive and wear your lucky socks and underwear, but eventually we've got to lose. And at some point it's good to lose so you get that, you know, out of the way because the pressure starts to build if you're never losing. Uh, Carlos, this is Carlos from Santos. See how all the supporters groups get along. We're all friends. Uh, do you think the reason we're doing so well is the cosmic karma for all the years of Suffering. suffering? Or, as we were like to say, is the hope about to kill us? Sometimes it is the hope that kills you, but I don't know that it's karma. I think it's, it's I mean, first of all, I don't really believe in it. I wish it was true. Uh, I do think if you're a decent person, people like you and, you know, some of that comes back around. But I don't think our past suffering soc- as soccer fans is paying into this. I think it's the team. I think it's the players. I think it's... Uh, Bradley Carnell and Lutz Fannin-Steele. Um, they put this together and then they're motivated. So uh, as much as I'd like to think it's all because of us, I'm going I'm to let the team take the credit for going 5-0. And is the hope about to kill us? It always is. But as far as I'm concerned, we've sort of already topped what I hoped for this season. So I'm, th- I'm going to be happy no matter what. I'm a happy guy. It's a good thing Mitch isn't here. He'd be yelling at me. And the last but not least, Dan DeVilder, how do you perceive how the various supporter groups are gelling and expanding? I think it's good. I think, um, you know, we've talked about it a little bit, but everybody's getting along. Everybody's finding their own little niche. Uh, we're, we're finding ways to work together, but we're finding ways to do things independently. And yeah, it's a work in progress. But um, I think we mentioned on the last podcast, the leaders from the various groups do meet and they do talk. Um, they you know message each other and hey, this is coming up. What do you think about that? Like there is a good open dialogue, and as long as they're discussing things, I think everything's good. Eventually, I'm sure there'll be like a serious problem or a serious disagreement on how we should handle something. Uh, but right now it's going well, and, and I think they're all growing. I think, I mean, I know we're growing. We've uh, sold more, more merch than we ever have. We've uh, had bigger charity tours than we ever had, bigger, bigger watch parties, bigger, you know, everything. Um, I know Santos is growing. You can tell, like you can physically see pictures from their like first events to now, like their parties are bigger. Uh, same with the punks like you can you can see the growth of these younger groups Um, and I mean younger in the sense that they're they were started more recently not that they're kids but I am old Uh, but I think all the groups are growing and I think that's great I think uh, it's good for everybody so and so far like I said everybody's getting along Um, even when we disagree we you know politely disagree and I mean, we can do different things, but still have the team focus or, you know, doing our part to focus on the team, just do things a little differently. And, and that's why you have different supporters groups. And I think it's good that everybody has a little, little different flavor, a little different outlook on what they should be. So, all right. I've already talked too much. I want to just remind you again, we'll be at Schlafly on Luligan Street on Saturday. And I want to see you all there. Thanks again to everybody who continues to donate to our Charity du jours, uh, because little things become big things. And, you know, we made a difference in a family's life this week. And that's because of all of you. So thanks, everybody. And let's go. Let's go city.